good morning, good afternoon, and good night. What's good? Greetings, Earth. Same genius time. Any demographic I identify with. I don't believe you, Murray. I think an ignorant voter and a non voter are one in the same. Same genius channel. Under his watch. What has he done about police reform in this country? Nothing. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to Unsolicited Genius. I am your curator, Carlton Ennis. On today's show, we will talk about Biden declaring his fitness for the election, the NBA playoffs, and how proud I am of the Miami Heat, and Jack Harlow's response to his critics. We hope to give you something to ponder. Earthlings, Americans, what does it do? Clearly, if you are like me, you are fully aware that there are some painful things happening in our country. Allen, Texas. I am sorry. You all are in my prayers. I can't begin to imagine what anyone involved with um, the shooting in Allen, Texas, the shootings anywhere, really. Um, I'm sorry that level of fear no one deserves um, and to lose your life for just existing because you were existing is unfair. And so to all of those affected, granted it is one of several thus far this year, there are singular shootings that are mass shootings. A man killed his brother and uh, shot his sister-in-law and burned down their house. Um, It's a lot. Uh, It is a lot. And so if you are feeling the allotness that is transpiring around us, seek support, um, trusted friends, uh, close loved ones, Uh, There's therapy, there's counseling, there's coaching, there are groups, there are programs. Um, But if you are not processing well what you are feeling, if you do not have a context on which to rise from these misfortunes, seek support. Headliners. Where would we even begin? Prince Charles is now King Charles. Um, Not going to talk about that, but that's out there. Uh, We are committed to rising above, so we will not talk a lot about the shootings. Um, And we will attempt to provide perspective consciousness. So the topic for headliners today is Biden's running again. And 70% 
of those surveyed would prefer that he didn't. Now, the reasons people prefer that Biden not run range, clearly for some, he is on the other side of the aisle. So we know that they're not about that life. Um, there are those that don't believe in his ability to lead the country. And there are those who say he just ain't fit. He too old. Now, I am no ageist. I, <laughs> I have older friends, if I could say that. <laughs> uh, but on the real, if you got it, you got it. If you can do it, you can do it. And whatever that task is, age, race, gender, ethnic, uh, origin, whatever descriptive that they may place on you, if you got something in your heart to do, go for it. So if Joe Biden wants to be president and believes he can be a successful president, Biden run. What I offer is not so much about Biden not running. Um, he is 80 now. He would be 86 at the end of his second term. For me, the side-by-side -side comparisons, there's, you know, the politician years of Biden, there's the vice president to Barack Obama, Biden, and then there's current Biden, and there's differences. So, you know, vote how you want to vote. Vote. Biden says age is not a number, his age ain't nothing but a number. He is fit to lead. So I say, for those who say they don't want Biden, they don't want anybody that comes from pick a side what is the ideal president for you age height gender you want a man you want a woman are you indifferent um we had a black president can we get a Latino, Latina, can we get Asian American? What do you want? If you ask me, I want somebody who is people smart, people savvy, that has full clarity as president of the United States, what he or she is walking into as they enter the room. Because you will have those that are attempting to undermine you, those who are in your face telling you that they will not do anything you say because of the aisle that you walk down. And in a whole range of other things that include foreign leaders, dignitaries, and political shenanigans. I want a president that can navigate those treacherous, treacherous is judging, those choppy waters well. Can pick up one phone, talk to China, another phone, talk to Russia, and a third phone with their pinky toe, hold a conversation with the NAACP about doing better for blacks in our country. There's an example. That being said, I want a president that's people savvy. I want a president that inspires anything 
Now, I won't say, let me, let me take it back. Let me take that back. Not anything, but it's inspirational for excellence, achieving, thriving, flourishing. Not one that's going to make me feel bad about what I don't have and who ain't doing for me and how he or she is out to fight for my cause because from where I sit, the government struggles in supporting causes. It's not built for that. The government is about procedures and policies. The infrastructure that is needed for change, for causes, accountability. That's what the government should be doing. So president, people savvy, people smart, inspirational, intellectual. I want somebody who can break down Pythagorean's theorem. I used to be able to, too far removed, can still say Pythagorean's theorem. When my son get there, we'll work on it. I'll, I'll be back. But I want a president that can do calculus. I want a president that got A's in chemistry and biology. I want a president that is smart knowledgeable and has the ability to teach it not necessarily calculus but teach what he or she is knowledgeable of be an educator so people smart that's emotional IQ emotional intelligence inspirational teacher, knowledgeable, a knowledgeable teacher. Someone with courage can't begin to imagine the pressures of being president. I can't begin to imagine the decisions, the collective decisions that the president of any country, but in particular the United States of America would actually have to make decisions on questions they got to answer, you know, lives that are risk based on choosing A, choosing B, or choosing Z. Can't begin to imagine what that's like in my own life. I do adult and the decisions I make impact people, but not billions of people, not yet. Not yet. So I don't know what that's like. May find out one day what it's like. Don't know two days. So I can't begin to imagine the challenge that the president of the United States has in leading all these people, being responsible for all these people. That being said, it's part of the job is what you do as commander in chief. I want somebody who cares about people. I want somebody who hurts 
when innocents are killed. I want somebody who believes that equality is for all, not those who have, not those who can buy it, not those who have historically gone without. Equality to me means you are as I am different, but it's contributors and citizens of these United States across America, we are equal. Regardless of what the color of my skin is, who I love, or which bathroom I choose to use. We are equal under the Constitution. And I want a president who believes, honors, leads, inspires, is knowledgeable about the history of why we aren't doing what we claim that we would be doing. Want somebody who could work both sides of the aisle, walk down the middle, get some high fives on the left, get some fist bumps on the right, know how to agree to disagree. I want somebody who will improve the perception of the United States of America. I wanted somebody who will figure out the borders, make this place someplace people want to come to, make this place someplace Americans want to stay in, make this place someplace that upholds the, the ideals that it prints on paper and sings before every sporting event, at least the verse that they sing before every sporting event. Because National Anthem got some shenanigans in its history, too. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. This is Unsolicited Genius. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Genius. I am Carlton Ennis. What in the sports? NBA playoffs are hot. NBA playoffs are spicy hot. We got the Lakers and... What the Lakers playing? Lakers Golden State. What is the series? 2-1. Heat Knicks. Let's go heat. Let's make that thing 3-1. I'm hurrying up with the podcast so I can cheer on my team. Let's go heat. Let's go heat. Let's go heat. Boston Philly tied it up. What is going on in the Northeast, in the New England area? What is popping over there? I thought Boston had it. I thought Philly was on the ropes, ready to get knocked out. But James Harden is still that dude. It came with it. I must confess, Phoenix Denver, I have not watched much. The first couple of games, I thought Phoenix was just going to give up. Chris Paul get hurt. What are we even talking about? But the series is 2-2. I will do better. We will remove some of that judgment, cheer, 
uh, I'm not cheering for. I guess I'm cheering for Phoenix. Kind of glanced over Golden State, LA. Big series, big game tonight. Big game tonight. When you asked me at the start of the playoffs, I kind of thought it was Golden State's year again, you know, their last dance. But LeBron is not playing with them, and Anthony Davis picks and chooses. And when he's choosing, the other team's losing. He's proving that. So keep it up, everybody. Miami Heat, I am so proud of you. It's rough season. Rough on your boy this season. The highs, lows, y'all was, you know, slightly above average. In the play-in tournament, I knew we was through. But lo and behold, heart of the heat fired through. Thank you. Tyler, I hope we get to see you. I hope these boys keep playing. I hope the other teams get a whole bunch of game sevens and we resting and you healing and then you come in and you, you, you bring home the ship, you and Jimmy, and bam. Do it. Do it. As I see, anybody can be beat. And the Miami Heat are the team equipped to do it. Kevin Love, thank you. You are showing up. You're giving us what you got. Pivoting. Lamar Jackson got paid. Congratulations. I think you deserve it. The draft was good. I was entertained. I felt like my Giants did what they needed to do to put in effort to make their team better. They drafted players at the spots that give that have the potential to fill in some holes. That being said, they still got to perform. So go get your monies, rookies. Congratulations. Welcome to the league. Still got to show up. Still got to perform. Aaron Rodgers is a jet. I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. He looks when I see his face at practice, when I see him talking about the game. He looked like he wanted he looks like I'm glad that my team is not in their division. I didn't watch a lot of Jets games. I do know a couple of Jets fans. I understand that the team had some good things. They got sauce in the back. They got some, some, some not name sauce, but some sauce in their uh, offensive backfield. They got some sauce out at wide receiver. So they got some real sauce at corner, got some sauce at receiver, got some sauce at running back, got some players at in, in the trenches. And what they were really missing was a quarterback. So they got a quarterback. So let's see. I am a human being with 
my own set of flaws. So in turn, I forgive others theirs. Aaron Rodgers got on my nerves a whole lot the last couple of years, but I wish him success. As a football player, he has earned the opportunity to craft a legacy. Only one Super Bowl, you get a line in the book. Bring a Super Bowl to the New York Jets, you get a section. So good luck to you, Aaron Rodgers. Good luck, Jets. Except when you play the Giants, that is our stadium, that is our home. You all are the guests. Are you entertained? So I have been listening to Jack Harlow's Jack Man. If you are not new to the show, you know this. If you are new to the show, you are learning this. I like Jack Harlow. I think he got skill. I think he got hip hop swag on the beats. And he's entertaining. And in Jack Man, he responds to his critics. He tells y'all in word, in verbs, in rhyme that he didn't wake up like this. He worked at it and he's good at it. And he's been around the block. So give him his props. That's what he said on the album. I've been giving him his props. So he's not talking to me. But the album's hot. Not a repeater, because it's very personal to him, I think. So it's not, you know, Friday night swinging. But it's tight. Lyrics tight. Beats tight. Content tight. So clap, clap, Jack Parlo. Smokey Robinson got an album. Smokey Robinson is 82, 83, I believe. Album titled is Gasm. And the title song is called Gasm. And Smokey Robinson is singing an entire album about how to get, how to make, where to find gasms. I will not spoil it for any of you if you have not heard it. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. And then just know that it is never time wasted. It is just time that will be applied differently next time a similar situation presents. So I will not waste the time telling you to check out Gasm. I think you will be better for it when you do. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I heard Smokey out there on tour, pop lock dropping it, pop lock and dropping it. As he sings about gasms, I have not seen any footage or any videos to date, but I did listen to it. It's an experience. It is an experience. What I am watching, I just finished The Diplomat, eight, seri eight episode series on Netflix. It was good, intriguing, enticing. 
interesting. The thing that I question watching this is when we watch all these government shows, you know, even back the day, 24 and Jack Ryan, uh, Diplomat and, and House of Cards, you know, all these shows, all the political government, espionage, superhero, real world superhero, say the day type movies, shows, whatever. Everybody's smart. Everybody is highly intellectual. They work for the CIA, FBI, uh, 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 ambassadors and, and, and assistance to the ambassadors. On these shows, on these movies, everybody's smart. Everybody got some intellect. They don't always get along. Everybody don't necessarily have good people skills. Everybody makes mistakes make some bad decisions, you know, cause misadventures and misgivings, the plots of the shows, all that. Yeah, all of that. But everybody is smart. I'm a believer that art imitates life. So in our government, what the smart people doing? Now, this is what Uncle Mo might say. You know, it's the lobbyists, it's the money. All that might be very true. But in the diplomat, smart people be manipulating situations. I don't know. I just see it. It was entertaining. It was a good show. Heck of a cliffhanger. No spoilers. Um... So I'll be interested to see what they do next with The Diplomat. What I have been reading, uh, I said last several times, I was, I'm in a book club. Book Club's book was Falling Upward by Richard Rohr. Um, and this is my book report. So Falling Upward, in essence, speaks to the existence of two halves of life. My words, not the author's words. The two halves are younger versions of you, younger life, youth. The second half is wisdom, not elderly, but elder. Typically, traditionally, laws of averages, the second half starts in the 40-ish range. Can start early for some. 20s can start later for some 70s and can never come for others. They exist in that first half forever. So in having these two halves of lives, it is indicative of a different experience in your life journey. In that first half, the the ego forms for understandable reasons. Excitement occurs. Uh, uh, Ignorance is a whole lot of bliss in that first half. You have your principles. You have your ideals. You have the belief system. You have the rules and the guides and the laws all form in you and around you in that first half of life. And 
suffice to say we all experience a first half. How long it lasts varies, but we all exist in that first half. From birth to pick a point, you exist in that first half of life. Second half of life, you shake them shenanigans off. You rise above the ego. You take hold of the lessons learned. You learn the lessons learned, and then you break the rules properly. You have fun like you did as a child, knowing that you still got to wash your hands afterward. In the second half of life, you find joy in all things. You don't have to seek joy anywhere. First half, second half of life will contain trials and tribulations. In the second half of life, you realize that the trials and tribulations are what make life life. In the second half of life, you understand that if God removed the rocks, the brook would have no song. The longer you live, the more sorrow you see, the more people you lose. But a second life, half of life, well lived, you flourish through it. You appreciate the slowdown. Don't mean you've lost your fight. You just know when to fight and when to walk away. And when making the decision, you have exactly what you need immediately available to do what you need to do in said circumstance. In the second half of life, you are the voice of calm. You are the voice of peace. You are the voice of let's make this make sense. In the second half of life, you don't hoot and holler and, and slap and cuss and fuss and, and petty your way through your life experience. In the first half of life, you do these things. You learn from these things. You're supposed to be. Whatever you're doing, if you're in the first half of your life, keep doing what you're doing. Be you. The second half will find you. It's just a matter if you allow it to flow for you. In the book, the author encourages us to return to our child for the second half of life. Put behind you the things of youth and pick up those things that you find fun. You just do it different. You do it with wisdom. You do it incorporating rest. You do it knowing you need to be hydrated. And you do it knowing that if it's not being done in the service of another, maybe it don't matter. Maybe I can let that go. What the author encourages in falling upward, what the author Richard Rohr encourages is to live our life. And a life well lived will include these two halves. And in our journey, the promise is not that life will be easy, but that it will be joyous if we allow it.
And on that, we'll take a break and be right back. This is Unsolicited Genius. Welcome back to Unsolicited Genius. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, comment, share. Share with your people. Let them know. Hey, we, you know, I listened to the thing. Dude was talking about this thing. I think she hit this thing. Share it and tell them to like, like, subscribe, follow. Shout out to Joe Nitty, super producer. Thank you for making us look good. Thank you to our sponsors, Legacy Wear. Your legacy awaits at www.legacywearus.com. www.legacywearus.com. Megacore CBD, broad spectrum hemp derived CBD, the way nature intended. Find them at www.megacorecbd.com. Thank you to our rainwater, hydrate and elevate. Visit them at www.aurarainwater.com. A-U-R-A, rainwater.com. Thank you to Carlton Ennis Coaching for supporting Unsolicited Genius. Carlton Ennis Coaching, where they say, be your light. Learn more at www.carltoninniss.com. www.carltoninniss.com. Special shout out to uh, uh, the, my inaugural Ultimate Spark leadership development program participants had some workshops last week had some good times good learnings good sharing of thoughts ideas and feelings i guess we have leadership development program that me and my team have created we offering it to the masses visit me www.carltoninnis.com to learn more. Ultimate Spark. Unleash your inner genius and be the leader that is within you to be. Before we go home, thoughts of genius. Love thy neighbor as you would love thyself. It's an oldie, but true-y. So wish it was more prevalent in these United States. As Christians, we are called to do it. As humans, 
we define it as the golden rule. Loving your neighbor as you would love yourself means that what you would do for you in any circumstance, in any place, in any set of life endeavors, what you would do for yourself, do that for thy neighbor. If you're hungry and you go to the store, you got a neighbor that's hungry, go to the store on your neighbor's behalf. If you cut your peaky toe and you would bandage your peaky toe and your neighbor cuts their big toe, do for their big toe what you would do for your pinky toe. Put some neosporin on it and give it a Band-Aid. If you were in a life struggle, spiraling out of control and would want somebody to call a loved one on your behalf, want you if you would want a shoulder to cry on, if you want somebody to talk you away from the edge, be that for your neighbor. Whatever they look like, whatever they walk like, whatever they talk like, whatever they smell like. If your neighbor's stanking, if you were stank, you would want somebody to offer you some gum, offer your neighbor some gum, offer your neighbor some deodorant. If your neighbor is ashy, offer them some lotion. Love your neighbor as you would love thyself. In the heaviness, in the heaviness that is our society, the weight that our communities are bearing, the burdens that our hearts are bearing. We could create a paradise. We could create a paradise on earth if We follow the trueness of the golden rule. This is another episode of Unsolicited Genius. I am your curator, Carlton Ennis. Join us next week, same genius time, same genius channel. And for wherever you are, whenever you are, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. You are listening to you are listening to unsolicited genius